You're now listening to the Deep Edge Podcast with your host, technology expert Ray Moda, giving you the rundown on telecom, cloud, and all things business and tech. This is the Deep Edge Podcast. Let's go! Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Deep Edge Podcast. Cloudification has been having a significant effect on metro networking and ran in the network to deliver differentiated services for improved user experience. The Metro has the potential to drive new service opportunities for operators and new improved experiences for network users. It will become the place where connectivity plus edge hosting plus service experience converges, while OpenRAN provides opportunities to optimize the radio resource and deliver innovations faster to the end users. Julius Francis, Sr., Director of Product Marketing from Juniper Networks and Jayadat Till, Sr., Director of Product Marketing from Juniper Networks, Join our CEO, Rain Moda from ACG Research, to discuss the transformation happening in metro networking and around space. Yeah, so maybe what we'll do, uh, Julius and, and Jay, uh, uh, for our audience that aren't as familiar with you, if you don't mind going into your background, and, and Julius, maybe you could start first. Yes, sure. Thanks, Trey. Um, I'm Julius Francis. I'm heading up the product marketing for Juniper's automated van business. I'm really pleased to be part of this discussion today. Uh, I'm Chaitatil. I'm leading the, the strategic marketing initiatives for service providers. Uh, been in the industry for a while, leading some of the 5G and ORAN activities, uh, as well as like some of the emerging technologies. Excellent. So maybe, um, as you know, in the hot seat, we'd like to get started right away. And, and recently you had this announcement that I was part of related to this whole metro area, which I always thought there was what I call a, a gap of innovation missing in the space. But when we when we look at the metro domain, it has the potential to drive a lot of service opportunities for operators and improve you know, the experience for these network users. But I always relate to when it gets to a new topic is what are some of the applications and the use cases that are going to drive this metro networking? So th- thanks for the question, Ray. Definitely, if you, before we get to the use cases and applications that's emerging, if you step back and look at what's happening in the metro, metro is becoming a new edge. And it, it has a great big growth potential for the service providers. If you take a, a traditional metro, it's all about access aggregation. It's about aggregating the traffic and pushing the traffic deep into the network, network for, uh, for, for services. Now, that model is transforming. Now, the metro is about con- connectivity, edge cloud hosting, and service experience are converging. More workloads are moving in. Um, they're all moving in for various reasons about greater experience, right? But, and also, if you look at the potential side and, and the data pointing the fact that subscribers are willing to pay more for the great experience. So great growth potential, great monetization potential. And, and what you're seeing is more and more traffic is coming to the metro. Uh, and one of your study, SEG study, pointing out more than 5X are going to come and stay within the metro. And it's all pointing to the fact that metro is transforming. So given that, I think the use cases why the more of the workloads moving in are like mobile streaming is skyrocketing, right? And they all need low high, bandwidth, high error rate, high bandwidth and low latency. Um, and Metro is the ideal location for that. ARVR, 
great data, uh, heavy data streaming type of applications, ultra mobile and relentlessly connected devices. These all need edge cloud type of metro uh, uh, location and gaming, CDN. Um, so it is going to be a very interesting space. And these are the, some of the use cases that are driving the need now. But there are, and many of the operators are trying to think about building a converged metro, not only for the use cases of today, but also cases for tomorrow. But before I, 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 I end my uh, answer, all this, the question that's going through service providers' mind is, can I operate my current traditional metro in a sustainable way? The answer is no, because you have to look at, can I operate in a high profitable growth? Can I use and sustain the skill staff in a manual type of operational model? Can I even sustain a carbon footprint? I strongly believe that's a new approach is needed. Yeah, no, I think this is great because you touched on the, the sustainability part of it. And I think that's something that's not uh, talked enough about, about creating sustainability to be able to be more efficient, especially after what's happened. But uh, maybe if we look at some of the discussions going further is, is that we see this whole cloudification of the RAN, right? And it's helping up the door for disaggregation and, and open RAN, right? Uh, how do you see this transforming the network dynamic and what do you feel is driving this adoption there? Cloudification definitely has transformed the RAN uh, picture overall, right? It has moved into cloud RAN and then the open RAN came into the picture where you are disaggregating the traditionally integrated SAC into multiple components, whether it's the, the radio unit, control units, or distribution units, all can be now put in different places with different vendors. So you can mix and match how operators are looking at their vendor landscape as well. Um, so it used to be a one vendor system now moved into multi-vendor ecosystem. So there are some challenges and a lot of opportunities coming along with that. And I think like one of the key elements of this uh, disaggregation is this decoupling of uh, RAN intelligence and uh, evolution of this, what we call this RAN intelligent controller, and which uses like an AIML to optimize the networks. And this platform now provides a, a great base and an ecosystem of applications that can be onboarded. So traditionally operators needed to rely on the single vendor ecosystem where they need to look at their product development lifecycle to bring in innovation. With this disaggregation and the, the RIC, you can have these multiple applications onboarded quite quickly. And, and cloudification is key to that, right? Uh, so RIC is designed to be cloud native from day one. It can run on whether service providers, private cloud or a hyperscaler public cloud. Um, so this has built a lot more dynamics into the ecosystem. How you see the network from a RAN perspective, the disaggregation and multi-vendor ecosystem has brought so much more innovation into the network at the RAN side. Yeah, no, the innovation, I think, is something that definitely has been needed. But I, I think as we talk further into that, right, is, you know, what are, what are some of the operational challenges and architectures that you see? Because one of the things that I always see is when you look at, like, automate, right, and automation is, what are the use cases that need to be automated? What are the key challenges and drivers and automation that you see in the Metro? Any, any advice for our audience on how to overcome some of these challenges as they look to transform the Metro space? Absolutely. Uh, definitely, if you take uh, a look at, as I earlier mentioned about the contrast between a traditional Metro and what the 
the, the cloud metro transformation trying to achieve, you have to look at the differences uh, all, the, all the way, not only the operation, the system and the architecture. On the operational front, um, in the traditional metro-wise, it's focused mostly on devices and manually manual operation and more of DIY type of model. Um, and the expertise were typically trapped within individuals. That model worked because it's all about shifting packets. But when you now transform the metro to deliver that experience, now the focus of operation should move into service experience. And also the complexity of managing the endpoints, the devices, the service uh, uh, layer, you have to consider moving the uh, metro operations into a more cloud-delivered as a service, because that's the only way you could, as an operator, now could focus on operating the cloud metro rather than getting drowned in the complexity of the automation toolset itself. And and that and also uh, you have to start thinking about bringing the AI ops models because think about these are distributed clouds uh, and the workloads are moving in there and things are con getting connected in a rapid manner and you don't want any degradation of services impacting the service experience and which leads to churn. The important is to keep the AI ops more of a per, per, uh, more of a predictive nature and remediate issues. As I mentioned on the system side, definitely I, I think uh, in the previous systems and platforms, all about traffic aggregation, um, monolithic power designs. But now you have to make choices on systems that deliver a richness on on routing, which can help you scale better and also uh, uh, provide network slicing better. And also energy efficiencies keep kept. Uh, you have to really think in some of the design choices you make on the platforms as going forward um, and, and, and bring future-proofing that platforms because as we talked about, these networks are not only for today, but also for tomorrow. And finally, on the architecture front, you have to think about convergence. You have to think about how am I going to actively assure the services that I am enabling on this uh, network. And finally, it's all about bringing zero trust security because security is paramount important and it cannot be an afterthought. It needs to be built in. I think the addressing some of these challenges, but but Jay, do you see similar challenges going on in the ORAN space? Do you think the whole cloudification will help break down some of those barriers? Cloudification is definitely bringing down the barriers, but I think like the biggest challenge that ORAN has, it's adoption itself, right? The technology is still at a very early stage, but also if you look from an operator perspective, you really don't want to rip and replace this huge install base that you have been investing for decades, so to speak. Right? So they are really looking at it as like a piece, piece by piece upgrade to the technology for specific use cases and don't want to go for a major overhaul. Then the biggest challenge is the integration. Of course, by disaggregation, you opened up the ecosystem, you are bringing in more players, that also means like operators don't get a, a single throat to choke uh, when something goes wrong. So the integration is definitely a key area and automation has simplified a lot of it. It's not like how it used to be, but with automation and open APIs, you have managed to bring multiple vendors together. And some of the vendors are already coming with the pre-integrated solution. So that is helping automation together with cloudification. But then 
there is another part which is the standardization aspect you really need to get those standard specs uh, for each of those interfaces that we are talking about and that effort is still ongoing right with or alliance and others but again i'll go back to the opportunity side where you can bring in these use cases that you can onboard quite quickly bringing efficiency you can steer the traffic you can look into the slicing you can assure like you know who you are delivering when switch off some of the towers if you are not using them that way like you know saving energy uh, and resources so there are several opportunities and and the biggest one i'm seeing with the automation coming into the picture is pulling together the the ip bit and the ram side and bringing it all together from an end to end slicing perspective and that automation help you to manage and orchestrate from an end to end perspective right so there are a lot of benefits that is happening the barriers are still there but it is slowly brought down by cloudification and automation yeah no this is good that you're seeing because i'm seeing similar things from that area uh, and i think the fact that automation playing a big role will help reduce the whole concept of um what we see moving forward there but when we look at it from a, a juniper perspective what role does juniper play in innovating for this particular space so uh, definitely uh, you saw us launching our cloud metro solution in the market on July 1st it was an exciting um uh innovative solution that we are bringing in because what we have articulated so far is about it's a new approach needed and we see a new way uh to approach a solution set is needed rather than leasing platform so in our launch we are based pretty much launching a new category for a sustainable metro business growth i think we addressing our solution in three folds right first about is sustainable operation we are bringing in paragon automation as a cloud service so taking away the complexity of managing operating and moving away from diy type of models and with with that we are bringing ai enabled Uh, to offer that ai ops capabilities and we we just uh, on that launch day we demonstrated our device onboarding top of top one of the top uh, use cases uh, desired by our service provider customers and second it's about sustainable systems and before i move into the sustainable systems the main thing about the business outcomes that operators are looking for and what we are delivering with our paragon automation as service is about 50% reduction in deployment time that's key when and then 70% faster new use case deployment these are some of the rapid changes service providers are looking for and also 40% cost reduction these are key outcomes you know, when it comes to operations on the system from we have delivered four new platforms all the way from cell side routers to access to aggregation to preact and these systems are designed with uh, efficiency space and efficiency in mind and when it comes to space and efficiencies we are we deliver the highest portfolio scale all the way up to 345 terabits per second a massive capacity and then high capacity per slot all the way to 221.6 terabits high port flexibility um and most important thing i want to highlight is about some of the uh, power innovation adaptive power innovation what we have done we have created a modular removable power shelves and we paid attention attention to uh, our chassis design in airflow and how we cool the systems and also some of the innovations on how do we turn off some unused packet forwarding engines and software 
consumption. These all points to, points to almost up to 77% lower power consumptions, sustainability, right? Uh, space efficiency all the way to 64% and almost a lower TCO cost to 70%. So these are key business outcomes um, we delivered through our platforms and systems. And finally, on the architectural front, we are embedding our active assurance agents directly into Juno's evolved operating system. That means all these active service assurance is available in all our platforms. This means service providers can now actively assure and validate all the services proactively. And then finally, zero trust security. We are securing the devices and software. So cryptographically, we are embedding the device identity right into the devices. So this makes service providers can build a secure infrastructure. And we are not stopping with that. We also delivered uh, the data security, data addressed and data in transit. And finally, I also wanted to uh, mention that with this launch, we also delivered, introduced Juniper branded co-developed 400 gig ZR plus coherent pluggable optics. So with this, Juniper is really taking a, a, a business outcome-based approach and thinking cloud metro transformation as a solution set, addressing operation system and architecture to deliver the real outcomes that is needed right into the cloud metro space. And Jay, what are your thoughts on this related to Overend? Yeah, for us, it's simply to be an independent platform provider with a wider ecosystem. Uh, that's that's the goal. Um, Julius was talking about how Paragon Automation is being used in the cloud metro. We want to extend that to, to the RAN as well to make sure we can provide that end-to-end -end SMO. And it's, it's a key provider of that. Um, we have been, like since our acquisition of RIC from Netsia, we have been working on getting that ecosystem ready and we've been building that one by one. We worked with Intel, Rakuten, bring in, brought in like some of the uh, cloud native networking. Um, then we had the radio vendors like Parallel Wireless and Castle Systems, then the technology specialists and testers like Keysights and Miawi. So we have been chipping away from that ecosystem and building that wider ecosystem that is needed then you must have seen like some of the recent announcements that we did with Vodafone and Turk Telecom in terms of the trials. Um, so our focus has been to build this rig together with the partners, focus on the key use cases, and also work with Oran Alliance in terms of developing the specs and be the, the key driver for what standardization is going to be when it's finally done. So this is where we have been focusing so far on. You know, this is excellent. I mean, I think what I like about it is the comprehensiveness of this, it isn't just say here's a strategy of position. There's there's new products. There's a part about AI ops simplification. There's the use cases that yourself and, and Jay actually our audience is going to give you a round of applause for them. So uh, I, it wasn't too bad being in the hot seat, was it? Not not really at all. No. Absolutely, I think we enjoy the discussion. Is the needed uh, needed discussions, uh, especially in this transformative stage. Yeah, so, and I think there's some papers also that um, for the audience we could provide in the link that they could download to look at some of the details and go deeper dive into some of the TCL, some of the findings and some of the architectural stuff. So you're officially off the hot seat. Uh, Jay and Julius, thanks for joining. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. 
Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Deep Edge Podcast. Make sure to follow Ray Moda on Twitter and LinkedIn at Armoda. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. Want even more? Head over to acgcc.com to access exclusive bonus content. Till next time.